Hello and welcome back to episode number 18 of the Retrovision Dragons Lair. I'm your host Cameron Becker and I'm once again joined by my good friend Josh Kempton. Cam, how are you doing? <laughs> Ever the professional Cameron was chomped down on a um, yeah, raspberry licorice bullet when they interest us. If you listen close, you down. probably hear him trying to talk while there's chocolate all in his mouth. I thought I did pretty well to yeah, recover, to be honest, because there was a lot in my mouth before then. Um, we're also joined by our man on the buttons, Liam. Liam, how's it going tonight? Yeah, I'm really good. Um, just a little bit of bit of news as well I haven't talked to you guys about yet. We recently, this week... Um, um, hit 5,000 listens. So, wow, there you yeah, go. Yeah, so thank you to everyone who tunes in every week. Um, yeah. That's actually a pretty big milestone, I feel yeah. like. Yeah. Next goal, 5,000. And we also have one man uh, sitting at our table next to us who's got the uh, behind-the-scenes look at the Dragon's Lair tonight. We have got Stuart Hepburn, um, who we will speak to again later on. But uh, Stuart, how are you? <laughs> Terrific now that If anyone real. knows you You know what that particular beverage is It's not alcoholic It's not an alcoholic beverage If you yeah. know, you know um, As always We are brought to you today By Retrovision um, Retrovision offer the best brands And the latest technology From small appliances And white goods You'll find the very latest From the world's best brands For school, work and play Now Camo Jeez, it's been a good last few weeks. Yeah, unbelievable. Um, four for four in the senior grades again, um, under 13s through the grand final, and 15s and 17s having some good wins in their last game of the regular season to set themselves set themselves up well for finals. So, jeez, we're going well. It's uh, it was look, it was pretty dire, I think, a few <laughs> weeks back, and uh, I'd love to hear our enthusiasm difference from then to now, but. Um, geez, what a way to finish the regular season with uh, six from six on the Saturday and the 13s winning on Sunday. Absolutely unreal. Yeah. Don't have much more to add to that part yeah, than that. Really. Do something with that. Um, <laughs> well, why don't we jump straight into the uh, AR Advisors Week 19 review and uh, have a chat about the cricket? We shall. So we'll start with the first grade, who, yeah, sealed a home final, importantly, with a win over Claremont Netherlands at Burrunda, the one by 10 runs there. Um, some big ins back for us. So Cameron Bancroft unavailable with Gastro, I hear, but um, Aaron Hardy coming back in after completing his quarantine stint, which is nice. Yeah, uh, and Darcy obviously back into the team as well, was a couple of big. Uh, Big ins, but yeah, Bancroft went out with Gastro on the Saturday morning. So, which um, yeah, lead balloon my prediction because I predicted him to <laughs> score 150 and take the Becky Cantor medal off Stu, and Stu did let me know he was relieved that <laughs> Bangers Stu, went down. Stu could fill in more, but uh, we're in the chain rooms, and when Stu found out that Bangers was out with Gastro, he he uh, he told. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I won't talk any more about Stu because we'll get to that. Yeah, back but to the cricket. So, um, yeah, good game because Claremont Edlands also had Joel Paris, Matt Kelly, and Nick Hobson available. So as Cameron's taken another <laughs> raspberry bullet, being yeah, a professional, it was an absolute star-studded lineup on Saturday. I mean, I rocked up here to um, set up frog box and all that, and I was looking out there. It's like Kelly and Paris opening the bowling. Yeah, Bancroft and Short padded up, ready to go next. I was like, this is as good as it gets for amateur cricket. Very good. So um, Aaron won, wins the toss, means return to Alex to bat, which looked a good call with Isaac and Bondi that new sort of opening stamp, putting on fifty-four for the first wicket. Looked like they were going well. We've been saying it's flat out there. Uh, you know, we made three hundred in a one day or a couple of weeks ago, and. Uh, for it to win the toss and bat, I think, against a real good bowling lineup also shows so much confidence in where we're at at the moment. Uh, so we lose both in the space of four balls, weirdly. So Isaac out for 18, um, quite an agricultural sort of thing. <laughs> I suppose you call it. It's very unlike him. But yeah, he was out for 18, and then Bondi absolutely licks one to cover and co- gets caught. Um, I actually haven't unreal. seen it, which is rare. Normally I've, I've badgered all the highlights, <laughs> but um, yeah, you know. You, as much as you just say, geez, I wouldn't want, want to lose two quick wickets when it's uh, hardy and short walking out afterwards, you're not you're not too flat. And those two did it well, putting on 119 for the third wicket. So two for 174 in the 37th over, really good position. But again, they're back in the sheds quickly. I think it was in the space of nine balls, Darcy, chips one to cover, and Aaron loses off, off stump. 
It's good, it's good to see Dars make some runs. Um, obviously, you know, batted batted for a while in the one day final the the week before, and um, probably keen to actually get a few out there and, and get some time. So with him and Hards out there, it's pretty good to see. Uh, so with new batters coming in, the momentum did sort of stall towards the back end of the innings. Um, Warnsy and Holty managed to get a few away, but Sean Bores on debut made eleven from fourteen deliveries. The late call up, light for light, Bancroft <laughs> out, Warns in. Um, apparently, Bors. Sorry, you said Warns in. Warns, sorry, Warns was already in. Bores in. Um, apparently. He hit uh, Joel Paris back over his head for four and then got bowled next Yeah, I did ball. see the scorecard yeah. read um, B, Joel Paris. <laughs> so. Copped a bit of a spray on the way off, apparently. So. <laughs> Welcome to first grade. Yeah, yeah exactly. that's unreal. Um, so the innings ends with five balls to spare and 230. The score to defend. So from two for 174 might not have been totally what they were after, but that's a good score at Barunda. I was going to say, you know, if you'd been offered that at the start of the day, you'd take it. So you got to you got to look at that, I think, in the big picture. Uh, so strange one in reply. So I was actually absent this week, unfortunately. So I no, checked... Um, noted as well. Don't you worry about that by everyone. Oh, I'll go on a tangent <laughs> there a bit later, but... Um, Oh, I might as well do it now. So I was down at that. I was down at that twenty first. We'll call it. A, it was the twenty second. We'll call it twenty first. Anyway, so um, uh, Riga Blythe, good narrogen bloke, comes to the cricket occasionally. He said, "Oh, yeah, friend of the drag." Yeah, he's yep. like, oh, geez, man, I'm surprised you're here. I thought you'd be a baron. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, nah, I've been watching on the frog box and oh, stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, I wasn't here, so I couldn't really tell what was happening. So I look in Clement Netherlands at two for one hundred ninety six in the forty fourth over. I think, geez, I have it in hand. Um, yeah, we were, well, we were following it over in Barandar one, and we were sort of like looking at it, going, "No, no, this is." But they were never really getting away from us, though. So I was like, "Yeah, they were. They're only two down, and obviously had a couple of good batsmen in." But it was like, well, you know, at this point, even if we get a couple of wickets, the run rate's going to climb, and you know, it's hard to do, Camo chase. Yeah, it's bloody hard to chase. I'm Vidit Vishis picking up the two wickets are best to say. So, yeah, Guru uh, knocks over Joel Paris and that gave us a bit of life and the Dragons just squeeze as they do and keep Claremont Nellis 220, 10 short. It's uh, not the leafy suburbs in Claremont here at <laughs> Burundi, is it? it gets a bit tough out there late in the day. Now nah, we finished relatively early as well, so I got to watch that last like 10 overs or so as it was coming down to it and it was a tight but very exciting finish. Uh, so spit at the back end. So it was Darcy and Guru sort of bowling towards the end, which might amaze Raba, but it worked. So Darcy picked up three for 55 from nine overs and Guru picked up two for 30 from 10 overs. I don't know what the actual stats were. I mean, obviously Darcy's bowled in the big bash. Yeah. And if he can bowl well in the big bash and for Australia, he's probably going <laughs> to do pretty well in death bowling at first grade. I reckon okay. he had none for 45 off like seven overs or six overs or something. And his last three or four overs took three for absolutely nothing and won us the game. And like... I'll be honest, I was sort of sitting there going, geez, brave, give him another over. <laughs> and then that showed why captain the three is not the one, I think. <laughs> I think we've seen with Holty as well, like someone who could spin the ball both ways, probably dangerous in that situation. As yep. good as Guru is, he might not necessarily have and that in his locker. Do you, know, do you know what we haven't said for a while? What? Spin to win. That yeah. is actually very true. Um, yeah, spin to win at Burundars has proven over the years, and it's good to see it come back and... I suppose the smarts from Darcy as well coming in there, you know, that next level thinking, hopefully, in that sort of situation that really helped. Uh, we should give a bit of a shiz a shout-out as well, probably his best performance since that 5 for 9 and that absolute mud pile <laughs> at Wanneroo, wherever it was. Uh, 2 for 30, from 10 overs, look good through the middle. Yeah, uh, wish I got to see more of it, but, um, you know, didn't let him get away, as I said, and I think that's going to prove or going to have proven to be quite key towards the end there to actually give ourselves a chance at it. Uh, so we'll have a look at the ladder position as well, if that's relevant with the finals. Um, so, yeah, the win ensured we lock up third on the ladder. Was there jeopardy of missing the finals? Because I thought there might have been, but I was too scared to ask. I don't know if we could have missed completely because we're eight points ahead of Frio, but we definitely could have dropped down sixth. Yeah, so third's a good result to get a home final at Brando and a 
two-day fixture against Perth at Murrinda starting on Saturday. Yeah. There's been some good games against Perth. That's going to be an absolute belt Yeah, obviously, um, like John Wells and stuff. We'll preview that a bit later, by the yeah. way. But, yeah, big, like John Wells available. Big rivalry between us and Perth as well. You know, it's, it's always exciting to see those sort of games happen in the finals. So, yeah, very excited for this weekend. Uh, we'll jump into the second grade, who will not be playing finals, but yeah, they <laughs> certainly played a game on the weekend, and they continued a pretty good finish to the season, so they beat Claremont Netherlands by 92 runs at Cresswell Park, and Liam, you can move over, because Stuart Hepburn is the man I want to talk to here, so <laughs> uh, Cass wins the Tyson Alex to bat, and him and Stu Hepburn, and you open up, uh, just put on 174, Stu, talk us through it. It didn't get off to a good start, because as I was coming out to bat, I've literally, the, you know, the, the new Creswell change rooms, like... Uh, newly renovated yeah, and I've fallen flat on my arse <laughs> in the doorway as the Claremont boys are walking out right in front of me and I was like oh yeah the frog the <laughs> was set start. up in like Subiaco as well it <laughs> yeah. was nowhere near anyway is, someone said it was a security camera or something halfway up the light pole is yep. that is that yeah. true Mate, I couldn't believe. It. I actually loved the angle, but it looked choppy. Yeah, those um, facilities—they must—they look pretty good. But yeah, don't know about the frog box. But yeah, we lose cast caught and bold for seventy-four in the thirty-seventh over. Uh, Blair Walsh coming down, joins our man Stu, and he brings up his hundred in the forty-third over. Unreal. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. So yeah, talk about a final act for a brilliant season for our man. Um, yeah, it was finally good to get my first hundred for the drags. I, there was, uh, from what I've heard, some jibes being thrown your way while you were batting out in the middle um, from the, the other, yes. uh, the opposition potentially. We won't Heavily. go into detail, but um, it, it, uh, to bat nearly through the innings is pretty much as big a statement as you can make <laughs> after falling on your uh, behind at the start. <laughs> <laughs> Sets the tone. So, yeah, we did sort of threaten to lose a little bit of momentum. So, um, Blair, Ollie, Arkansas and Lockie Lake all come and go just... Looking to up the tempo a bit, but our man Liam Hindle provides a bit of late momentum with 19 off nine deliveries, including two sixes. I like Liam. I love you. Let's get let's be real. But uh, this probably hasn't been your strength in the past few years. I'd say of uh, power hitting or range hitting. Um, you looked pretty happy with yourself as the balls came off the bat. I reckon. Well, this is something that's been mentioned a couple of times this year that um, apparently I'm not such a big hitter. But I don't know. I've just over the last couple of years made runs. I've just gotten better at cricket. So yeah. I couldn't hit one off the square um, a couple of years ago. And Aaron McCall would know that. Didn't even, didn't even know what hitting him off the square actually meant. <laughs> I'm sure we'll get him on to talk about that sometime. But um, yeah, no, it was just good to. Have a bit, uh, get a few late runs for the team, and um, yeah, I was pretty happy when they came off the There was definitely a bit of like false modesty after hitting it, like sort of hitting, then just like head down. There, know, um, yeah, I was looking at the bit. match center on like the Wacker website, and like the second six wasn't quite captioned the little highlight thing, but you just see Liam like walking away. <laughs> yeah, just just <laughs> yeah. a little bit of Stu back on it. strut about it. <laughs> uh, speaking of Hep, uh, out for 122 in the last over, so you just couldn't carry your bat through, could you? No, well, I'll be honest, I was gassed <laughs> <laughs> from literally from 60 onwards. And <laughs> When I brought up my 100, I tried everything I possibly could to get out. <laughs> like, there's a guy, it's on Frogbotch. He's uh, Frogbotch. Frogbox. He's goobed a, an absolute sit of the ball after I bring up my 100. And then I just couldn't find a way to get out and <laughs> nearly, nearly bat the innings. But adding on to Liam's big bomb hitting, I've hit a run down the ground. <laughs> I've hit one. I hit one down the ground. It was an easy two. And I've come back and said, yes, you're coming back. And he was like, no. Nah. He's literally put his hand out and said no. Farm of the strike. And I've turned around. And okay, off, off the I've bloke s- that's on 120. And I've sprayed Liam and then next three balls, 646. Six. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> good call, Limo. 
Keep right. farming it. So he had to you, do sorry, it. sorry, I'm back here. But if you look at the if you look at the frog box, you can just see his genuine like shock, <laughs> like just looking at me, like, oh, what are you like? How what? <laughs> but um, yeah. No, All righty, we've heard enough, enough of us. Uh, so Stu out for 122 in the last over there, underpinning a score of eight for 250. So very good effort. Yeah, uh, incredible. Um, again, you'd take that batting first every day of the week. Uh, so in reply, Clement Edelman's all out for 158 inside 38.2 overs and so never really threatened the target here. So uh, Jimmy Andrews good with the new ball, 3 for 13 from his 6 overs. Ellis good as well, 1 for 37 from his 8 overs. Uh, Jordan Hodgetts keeps kicking on in second grade, 3 for 29 from 8.2 overs. And Stu's just too good, has to pick up Wigg as well, 1 for 18 from his 5. And Declan Crowder as well got 1 for 19 from his 5. Three maidens in there too. <laughs> <laughs> Looks a pretty comprehensive bowling performance. Uh, didn't look like they really had a chance at any point, which is... Always nice. Uh, so second grade up to 11th on the ladder. Won three of their last four games to sort of get them up there, which is a reasonable effort given they were 15th not that long ago. And yeah. Looking like the season was going nowhere. But yeah, it looks to be, obviously, disappointed to miss out on the finals, but it looks to be relatively productive in the end. Yeah, and as we talked about all year, we lost a lot of players from our semi-final team last year. Um, and the, the fact is that we blooded like a lot of youth and it's been great to see blokes who have come in and, and had a full season, like in, including someone like Stewie, um, to get... Like really put some good performance on the board. Shawnee boards came from threes um, and made his de- A grade debut. Smithy's um, Ethan Smith has been in every week and and getting better every week. And yeah, Stu obviously has done amazing for us since he come in. So yeah, it was, it was well, good I was going to gonna say. say, like looking back over the season, there were so many good individual performances. Uh, you know, good performances even as a team. To that you, I mean, this is going to sound like a massive Willis Nuffy, but to finish eleventh. Is probably it seems a bit stiff when you look at some of the performances. <laughs> yeah, it happens. Uh, we'll jump into the third grade, who also had a pretty big win, beat Claremont Netherlands by nine wickets and with about 30 overs to spare, which was unreal. <laughs> yeah, it was a great day for the Drags three. He's really enjoyed it, to be honest. Uh, so Claremont Netherlands bat first to make nine for 102 from their 45 overs, so good sort of all-round Bowling effort, uh, the multiple wicket-takers, Bevan Hargrave, two for eight from his eight overs. I didn't go for many, the leg spinner. Uh, Chris Lagana, two for 17 from his nine overs. And Dev Singh picked up two for 29 from his seven overs. Yeah, um, we actually, we didn't even do a toss, actually. We just agreed with the opposition. I was like, do you guys want to bat because we want to bowl? And he was like, is there something I should know about the pitch? Because <laughs> it's our <laughs> home ground. And I was like, no, it's a flatty. And uh, we proved to be the right decision. I've actually um, left out you as well. You picked up two for 35. From uh, yeah, overs. I, I, I yeah. was going to say it, but uh, I was actually bowling off spin on Saturday as well, Kemmer. I don't know if you knew about that. I didn't. Why? Yeah. Uh, well, we had, as you can see, a lot of medium paces in the team other than that, and we only had the one spinner. So I thought uh, I'll turn the doorknob on a couple. And <laughs> me, and Dev, me and Bev sorry, bowled our 17 overs together, and it was a pretty good partnership bowling. Hard to get away. So in the chase, we lose Ziki Bala early, but then Stu Smith just decides <laughs> I'm going to win this game of cricket and makes 104, not out of uh, 97, and the game's over inside 21.4 overs. It was incredible hitting. Like Stu decided pretty much before the game that he was just going to try and hit it as hard as he could all time. <laughs> and they weren't you know, the, the, the best bowlers of all time, but um, it was pretty impressive hitting from him. Uh, ben Richke picking up a Reading 20, also playing a good support role there. So the third grade, yeah, just fell short of the finals. Had some huge wins. Oh, there's a few big ones here at Baranda, um up against Scarborough. The team really me. Yeah. yeah. Um, is that the only one? No, the, what one did you make, like 300 in in the two-dial? Oh, yeah, that was Scarborough. That was Scarborough, yeah. yeah. So, uh, 
Yeah, Phelps just got to the finals in seventh, but reasonably productive year. I just wanted to say on Grubbs' innings as well. So we needed about 35 runs to win, and Stu needed 30 for his 100. And Grubbs <laughs> said, I'm not scoring another run. Really? Yeah, <laughs> so he started blocking every ball. But not only that, he was facing up like Shivnarine Chanderpaul <laughs> stuff front up because they were bowling a few wides. So he was ready that if it went down leg, he a couple of times like stuck a leg out. Kicked to, it. Yeah, kicked it to stop it being a wide. Unreal. So that they didn't get above it. But, That's um, fantastic. Cameron, we'll hop across into the fourth grade, who also had a massive win as they positioned themselves well for the finals, defeating Claremont Netherlands by 133 runs. It's uh, become, become a bit of a common theme, obviously, in the last few weeks in the fours, but they're really hitting their straps in these few weeks leading up into finals. Uh, so the boys bat first to make a very good score of 7 for 231 from the 45 overs. Uh, Brayden Lee making 41 and Matthew Gleeson making 45. <laughs> and, and that Harry- was it. No one else <laughs> made runs. <laughs> Harry Grigson apparently scored 58. Yeah, he's um he's in some pretty good nick at the fo- at the moment, isn't he, Greg? He was absolutely fuming at me last week that I didn't give him a vote in the Becker Kempton medal, um, but he's he's done a pretty good effort to try and get back into it again this uh, week. We'll see how that plays out. He might have also played a role with the ball. Uh, no Aaron McCall this week, but it was no problem with the ball. Yeah, unreal. Not only no Aaron McCall, an okay, absolute chaos on the Saturday morning with bloody uh, few boys going into isolation on the Friday night. That meant we had to have like four changes or something on the Saturday. Yeah, a bit, bit of a uh, tension up and down the sort of grades there. So Mo Salmon, the star of the ball, picking up three for 28 from his six overs. Uh, Ian D'Souza, Brad Hurst, James Scott, Keegan DeCougar and Braden Lee all get ones. <laughs> H. Grigson, 0.5 overs, two for four. Honestly, I couldn't believe <laughs> it. Keegan Kooky DeCougar. <laughs> what did I say? I was trying to race through it. Yeah. Um, yeah, Grigson came on and cleaned up the tail, apparently. So he was telling me that um, he's uh, he's come on, right? And they were apparently doing a dot count. So, you know, this is under-13s cricket stuff. You know, oh, we've had 16 dots in a row here, boys. And he tells me, right, he comes on, bowls one ball. It was a rank-half track that the blokes whacked for four because he's not good at bowling. But uh, second ball's a dot. And then Grigson stared down the batsman going, don't let me get to two, mate. <laughs> Tossed one up, the bloke's chimneyed it, caught two balls later, he's got another one. It's ridiculous. Uh, so, yeah, Grig will carry his bowling form into the finals when <laughs> the Dragons are up against Bayswater Morley at Hillcrest Park. Yeah, it's a shame they're away. A couple of early uh, losses early in the season has probably cost us a home final there. But, um, yeah, the momentum they've got going into this final series is unreal. And as we said last week, Aaron McCall is going to be causing fourth grade bats <laughs> and nightmares. There'd be some boys at Bayswater, I reckon. Oh, you know, you don't want to say it, but a little bit nervous about facing Taz next week. RV Solutions is proud to be a sponsor of the Williston Dragons for another year. RV Solutions are the exclusive dope distributor of Wonderland RV and Pro RV Caravans and are Australia's leading food van builder. Conveniently located in Rockingham, they are a family-owned business that understands the individual needs of every caravan traveller, shown by over 100 five-star Google reviews. Need a caravan service? Mention WDCC when you book in and get a free external van wash. RV Solutions. Caravan sales, spares and repairs. Thanks to RV Solutions for their ongoing support of the Williton Dragons. Alrighty, Camo, we'll move along into the juniors, which also saw two wins on Saturday morning. Yeah, huge wins in our 2020 fixtures for our 17s and 15s. So the 17s beat Claremont Airlines by 99 runs a barrel. That's a huge margin in the 2020. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, batting first, you might do on two for 156. That's a, an enormous win. <laughs> but to nearly win by 100 runs as well, it's just 
special. Yeah, so two for 156 to score there. Uh, Ethan Smith just keeps up some unbelievable 17 score, making 89, and Carl Roach making 56. He's up to some like 600 runs in the 17s this year, and I think we spoke about it last week, but Jack Chapman had one of the all-time under-17 seasons I saw last year, and Ethan's beaten him this year. Uh, despite Chappie making a couple of big tons, Ethan just keeps piling on the runs. Consistent. I thought Liam was going to jump in, apparently not, but uh, yeah, they a very good bowling performance. So, like I said last week, it's my favourite thing when I just decided to bat through. Uh, yeah. Claremont make eight for 57 from the 20 overs. I'm going to have some time in the middle and I'm going to see that. I love it. I reckon it's great. You don't learn anything in the sheds. No. No point being all out after 10 overs. Bat boys. And this is your last innings for six months, so you want to make the most of it if you're out there. You do. So, uh, Braden Lee picked up two for eight from four overs. Kyder Souza picked up two for 10 from four overs. Uh, yes, man. man. Oh, Yethman Kananga picked up one for 15 for four overs and Ethan also picked up a wicket for good measure, one for six for his two overs. Stiff not to get uh, Junior Player of the Week with 89 and a wicket, but uh, just got out outdone by a bloke that took five for into the same. Uh, we'll jump to that a bit later. So under-17s finished this season in fifth spot and they will come up against Wanneroo uh, at Kingsway this Sunday it's for... Yeah, not a spot in the grand final. They have a semi-final to play next Yeah, week. I think yeah. they've got same uh, fixtures as the seniors. But that's, a, again, team that's coming in with a lot of momentum. I think their start to the season was a bit shaky uh, with a couple of close losses and that. But pretty much since Christmas, they've been really on, which is good to see. Uh, so the under-15s picked up a good win as well, beating Claremont Netherlands by 53 runs. So the boys bat first to make 5 for 139 from the 20 overs. Uh, Rajat Deshmukh, the star there with 56 from 46 deliveries. And Josh Nathan playing up the grades. He's not quite probably at that age play under 15, but he comes in and makes 18 off 12 rocks right at the end. I was going to say, we compare it a lot to our junior careers, but A, we took about 50 overs to make 139. <laughs> and B, it would have taken me and Liam playing down two years to make 18 off 12, I reckon. Uh, so a good effort with the ball as well. So all Claremont not all out. Uh, nine for eighty six from their twenty overs. So that time boys. <laughs> uh, two for yeah Josh Nathan Lewis Giles they were really good. Uh, two for four from one over for Josh and two for eleven from two overs for Lewis. Uh, Dineth, Dineth Mendes Isaac Wickoon Vidi Popola and Blake Stephen all picking up wickets too. Yeah, uh, good all round bowling performance there. Um, Josh Nathan not a renowned bowler from what I've heard in the past, but to take two. For it him. screams of like the last over. We just throw the ball two for four from over, two, but yeah. they all count. Gregson style. <laughs> uh, so under fifteens will come again, come up against Centurions this week in their first game of the finals. Up in Joondalup as well. So mm. we've got a couple of few northern teams that we're facing this weekend, uh, which is a bit unfortunate. But love to come back south of the river with a few. Wins yeah, the back. bring it back down over the other river. And uh, we had one more game of Junior. This is really weekend. what I want to talk about. So the under-13s are through to the grand final after beating Subiaco Floria by, thir- Floria by 31 runs. The last uh, under-13s team to make the grand final featured current A-graders Blair Walsh, Lockie Lake, um, uh, Luke Holt, um, and a couple more great yeah, creatures. Yeah, John Sanders was that year, but I think he was at Rockingham. He wasn't man. there for that game, yeah. 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 Arno um, Pimple. Arno Pimple, Michael first grader, Hardy. But, yeah. And the team before that featured your very own Cameron Becker, Stuart Hepburn, Aaron Hardy, etc. <laughs> so... Yeah. Very excited for these boys. We might need to get some stuff on the socials of the last um, 13th premiers. There's, there's a nice photo. Was it Vid being carried off the ground? Uh, or Ravi? Uh, yeah, I think it was Ravi, yeah. yeah. Uh, great radio. So, uh, Camo, what happened on Sunday in the uh, under-13th? Uh, so, the boys bat first, which you should do in a final. Make six for 219 from the 40 overs. The star here was Luca Bowden with 85 from 65 deliveries. That's unreal for a, an under-13s player to pull off in a semi-final. As I said, runs on the board. That's an awesome innings. Uh, so Michael White made 30 out as well, and Joel Flashage came at the end and whacked around 25 from 15 rocks. Unreal as a 13-year-old. Junior cricket's changed, mate. Junior cricket's changed. you got you got to be able to score quick these days. Yeah, they grew up watching the Big Bash. Yeah, they, I, I bet they're playing reverse sweeps yeah. and everything, you know. <laughs> 
Unreal. So Serbi Florian make 188 from the 40 overs, so a good win there. But Luca Bowden picks up 5 for 25 from 8 overs. Yes. Opens the bowling after his 85 from in no time and says, right, oh boys, I'll do this too. Stuart Hepburn style. It just, <laughs> it just reeks of like, oh, he's killed it with the bat. See if it's his day with the ball. And open the bowling. Bang, 5 for. We talked to Luca later on, but just his performance from the weekend, it's this just sort of sound has been stuck in my mind all week. You've got to change the name out, but just... I won't do an name. Remember the name. Remember the name, Luca Bowden. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Well, hopefully in a few years' time, some of those boys, uh, well, they are set to face Claremont Netherlands. Sorry, Kemo, I thought I'd steal your line. Uh, in the grand final this weekend, and hopefully they can join the pantheon of greats that have gone before. Uh, so, yeah, that'll be on Sunday. Obviously, we have the first grade and the fourth grade playing through our fixtures, but if you're available and you want to go down and support the under-13s in a grand final, uh, that is at Breckler Park. Absolutely. Retrovision is one of the leading electrical and appliance retailers in Australia. Boasting 17 WA stores, together with their easy-to-use online store, Retrovision has made electrical and appliance shopping easy and affordable for everyone. Offering the best brands and the latest technology, you'll discover all the electrical stuff you love, from small appliances and white goods for your kitchen and laundry, to top brand TV and audio. You'll even find the very latest in IT from the world's best brands for school, work and play. Thanks to Retrovision for their ongoing support of the Williton Dragons. Alrighty, Camo, we'll move along into, uh, well, what we're going to do is we're, we're going to do a bit of a preview of the finals this yeah, weekend. Yeah, so we've switched up the uh, format a bit with us obviously coming to finals with our first grade, fourth grade, under 17s, under 15s and under 13s all featuring the finals. So we thought we'd have a little look at the games coming up this weekend. And a look back at what happened maybe last time we met them. Uh, but our first game, or that we're going to speak about anyway, is the the Ones versus Perth at Burrinder. Yeah, so um, Saturday, Sunday fixture there. So the previous game, against Perth was in round three. Uh, Perth make 257 from their 50 overs underpinned by one of the best innings I've ever seen, uh, Sam Fanning making 141. <laughs> that was, I mean, we look back, that's probably one of the games of the year for one in terms of the scores, but yeah, you say Sam Fanning's 141 was one of the best innings we've ever seen. I think the one. Just before we touch on what's the coming, um, okay. Isaac Molentes also had the best run out I've ever seen in this game. Oh, that was the one Bumbery that was just... Bumbery hairs in from deep mid-weekend. Unbelievable. Yeah. If only that was on Frogbox. Like, that's where you need a movable Frogbox and yeah. an actual cameraman there. I it caught my reaction. Like, yeah. maybe do something with that. Like, you'd see me on the Frogbox just like oh, watching yeah. and then like, hands go up in the air. <laughs> Unreal, but yeah, so... In the chase, uh, your Wilton Dragons, I think, got it with uh, four balls to spare from memory. Yeah, it was definitely in the last over. Um, I think it was even, I think it was like second nah, last no, ball. No, no, I think it was second last ball, I think. Oh, was it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so the headline performance there was Aaron Hardy, 136 not out. Absolutely dominated. That was the one that you guys sprayed me because he's hit one over um, deep mid on's head. And oh. landed just inside <laughs> oh. the boundary. And I was like, yeah, four. And you guys got, oh, get, get them up at six, mate. Shocking. Uh, very good that day. It was also Isaac with the run out. He made 74 and that gone, then got given out reverse sweeping off his uh, shoulder, which was <laughs> something that happened. <laughs> Our man Liam Hindle played that day he as did. well. He uh, did. Yeah. Very important role with Aaron. Turned the strike over. and Yeah, ran hard. That's about it. Definitely ran <laughs> York, hard. What did Aaron say? Like when you're coming back. You're yeah, coming yeah, back, yeah. mate. Yeah. Mate, I was coming back anyway. Uh, um, so that game yeah, was it. Sorry, you haven't gotten this written down. Sorry, you're going to finish off this game. No, you were going to say something. Finish it, you finish this game. Uh, so that game was at Fletcher Park. We're at Barrender this weekend. What were we going to say? Um, I was going to say that um, you don't have it written down here, but we also played them in a 2020 uh, final. Ah, uh, that's right. 
uh, sorry, not final, the last game of the year, and they ended up pipping us. So I think um, we've what? had some good performances against Perth. We sort of always come into good games with them, but all, um, always sort of take the chocolates. But they um, they pegged us back in that T20 game. Yeah, 1-1 this year, and hopefully we can make it 2-1 our way this weekend. Uh, so the force have Bayswater Morley up there at Hillcrest Reserve. So in the previous result was round four. Uh, Bayswater made 154. Bev Hargrave picked up three for 24. I was going to say. I reckon that might have been his one game of force for the year. I think he played two and took three for in both of them and then came back up and started killing in threes. <laughs> but. Uh, Taz, Taz also picked up. <laughs> I don't know if that came through the audio. I doubt it. Uh, let's not talk about it. Um, uh, Taz picked up two for 20 as well. And then uh, the Dragons point Josh Short making 113. Uh, Chris Elliott, 38. The only real score I know there. I was going to say, looking at that team, obviously Taz and Spaff, but you, know, you got Bev who led the runs in the threes. You got 30 who's averaged 40 in the threes this year. And we couldn't even bloody chase down 150. Unreal. So uh, the 17s have Wanneroo at Kingsway. Uh, don't have much insider to offer here, to be honest, Cameron. You got anything? I'm pretty sure that was the one they won up there in like the last over or something. It was a real tight one. Um, it was a T20. They made maybe like, oh, we made like a hundred odd and then defended it with not much. Um, and that was the day I was like, yeah, I'll bowl first and the seniors, and they made 230 on us. Uh, so under 15s have Centurions. I assume that's up there at Luca. Uh, either that or Bell Ridge, I think. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. When we had the first grade 2020s up there, where our man Stu Hepburn picked up five it was blowing an absolute gale there. So I think you're going to want to play it pretty smartly. Yeah, it's uh, it's not fun playing finals up there. I've um, had some rough experiences up there, as you could hear on the subscribers. Yeah, special. we talked about the subscribers, um, didn't we? But uh, yeah, hopefully the 15s can keep their strong form going and get a win. And our under 13s are on neutral ground for their grand final at Breckler Park against Claremont Midlands. Stiff one to get. Well, surely you could, have, you know, your Stevens or your Murdochs. Mm. Murdoch has been the last one. Well, Breckler like is known to be a pretty good wicket, but this year not so much. They sort of had a outgoing groundsman, so maybe bowl first, boys. It's just more frustrating. Like, get it down south of the river. Can we not play <laughs> somewhere near us? But Alrighty, Camo, we'll move on through to the uh, Muleman's Junior Player of the Week, uh, and we had a pretty special performance this week. Absolutely huge performance in a semi-final, no less, to get his team through to the grand final. And uh, we are very lucky enough to have him actually joining us on the line tonight. Uh, Luca Bowden is our Junior Player of the Week. Luca, how are you, mate? Yeah, good. How are you? Oh, very good. Thanks, mate. Um, yeah, so on the weekend you made 88 and then proceeded to take 5 for 25 as well to take out the Muleman's Junior Player of the Week here at the Dragon's Lair and the Wacker Junior Player of the Week. Um, geez, that must have been a pretty good feeling to do that to get your boys into a grand final. Yeah, it felt good. Um, I'd say the bowling probably felt the best because taking five wickets is really satisfying. Yeah, so Luca, the game's pretty easy for you, getting 88 and taking fire fast. So do you think of yourself more as a bowler or a batter? Because I did see you open the bowling after that effort, so I thought it must have been a pretty... Yeah, what's your favourite, batting or bowling? Um, I usually think of myself as more of a bowler, but, you know, I do, like, enjoy my batting and yeah. think I'm a decent batter as well. But, um, yeah, probably think just a bit better with bowling. Yeah, well, it shows, mate. It shows you like your batting as well, because obviously a fantastic performance um, to get you guys into a winning position. Um, what's been your favourite moment this year? Obviously, that was a pretty good moment on the weekend. But do you have any other sort of favourite moments from the year that come out? Um, I think maybe when we burst um, Perth, mm-hmm. and we had to chase um, a pretty high score of like one hundred and fifty, and we hadn't made a score like that the whole season, so. We were just going to go out there and, like, you know, obviously try to get the runs and have fun at the same time. 
and when we got there, it was like we knew we could make big scores and stuff. Nice. Well, that's something we, we talked about as well. And you guys made like 220, I think, in the weekend. Me and um, Bex were talking about the under-13s team where you played. Yours was quite good, but we were never getting... We weren't good at batting, though. Jeez, if, if we made 200 runs, mate, it was across three games. If we made 120, we'd be chuffed. But, yeah, good to see you guys are getting the runs on the board. <laughs> um, i got one last yeah. question for you, Luca. Um, it might be a bit of a tough one. Do you have a favourite senior dragon down at the club? And, and if you don't, maybe who's your other favourite junior dragon? Um, probably Aaron Hardy, because... Yeah, he's a really good player. Yeah, very, very good answer. (laughs) That's a great answer. Um, So our Muleman's Junior Player of the Week, Luca Bowden. So, Luca, thank you very much for joining us and good luck to you and the boys uh, this Saturday or Sunday. Sunday, yeah. We'll all be watching and, uh, yeah, hope you guys go really well. Thanks. All righty, Camo. We'll move across into the CYO kind of village pub senior, the player of the week, and uh, it is our first ever three-time recipient of the CYO kind of village pub scene. Uh, operating on an audio medium, but Stu Hepburn just flexed both his big, beautiful arms, and he is our CYO kind of village pub senior player of the week. But we will uh, discuss with Stuart a little bit later and have a big chat to him because he's got another... Yeah, we might have something else to Another big special presentation. Um, so we'll move across, Camo, into our predictions for this week. Um, and... Now, we discussed it earlier that you weren't I here I was stone-cold smoking stiff. I predicted our own Cameron Bancroft <laughs> to make 150 and steal the Becky Kenton medal from Stu Hepburn. Uh, Cameron, unfortunately, had with gastro, uh, which, <laughs> upon hearing, Stu decided to celebrate, which I don't encourage, but apparently that's an incorrect prediction for I me. think the thing is, Stu, Stu would have claimed it anyway. He's, he's heard the challenge and just gone, yeah. I'm coming up to it. But the, the most important thing here, Camo, is... I did get my correct prediction right. Against all odds, batting second, chasing 120. 120, yeah, it's <laughs> a good effort. Stu Smith peeled off 100 not out to take us, I believe, to 3-3. Three, three I think year. so. To be honest, I can't be bothered to go back to listen and see no. what the predictions are, and I don't think anyone particularly cares. So we'll call it 3-3. Three, three if um, Mick Jers wants to give us an actual <laughs> update. <laughs> we're, um, we're square going into the finals. That's yeah. more exciting anyway. So, Camo, we are going to do predictions for the finals for the last three weeks, or hopefully three weeks. Um, what what have you chosen for uh, this It's hard week? to get sort of too creative or too out there with here. Um, I will go with our under-13s to cap off their first season at the club with the ultimate success, and here it is, they'll win the grand final. <laughs> yeah, it's been a bit of a drought, you know. It's been about six or seven years since the 13s flag, and that's about our rough... We get that r- roughly every six or seven years, so that'd be a good one to get. Um, I've gone for... The other four games, I'm going to go four from four for the drag. So ones, twos, 15s and 17s. That'd be unreal. It would be exciting. But you know what happened last year is we had we had five wins and everyone went through. Stu, what's your prediction for this week? I'm predicting Luke Holt to continue his great bowling form and take four plus wickets. There That'll work. Go. I like it. I'm a big fan. So we could end up being uh, three, three, one. After this weekend, if Stu if Stu's gets right, and I reckon if he gets it correct, he gets to do another one next yeah, week for sure. So you can come back and get three. All right, Camo, it's uh, it's time for this. It's Bex's best. best. Who's better than all the rest? Who's better than anyone? This week at the drive.
Is anyone else getting sick of that song or is it just me? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm loving it more and more, but you did say you were going to get us to sing on it like next year. and Next year. That's uh, highly doubtful, but yeah. I'm, I um, might need some under the table payment, I think, to get me my voice on it. It's a brilliant sting, that one, I must it admit. Is, no, no. I had to give Liam any credit at all. All righty, so this week, once again, incredible efforts around the grades. We went six from six, uh, seven from seven if we include the seven eight, uh, 13s. We had couple of tons, couple of fivers, couple of close finishes. But I did I can't remember if I mentioned it on the pod earlier if I was we were speaking off air, but Bex's best this week goes to Ben Wichke for his uh stall stalwart <laughs> performance in the threes of scoring zero runs while Stu Smith scored about thirty four. Oh did he not score a single run? In that time. So he was twenty not out and Stu has gone, Oh, I've got no chance, I got no chance and Grubb literally looked at him and went, I'm not scoring another run. And not only that, actively went out of his way to <laughs> stop them bowling. Yeah, Chief Shanderpaul stands kicking the cricket ball away from leg stumps. It can be a one. That's it's fantastic. just unreal commitment to the cause. It, it, we were sitting there going, you couldn't have asked for anyone else to do it because Grubb just would absolutely froth doing stupid things. If like you had that. a Bex's best of all time, I reckon that might be up there. It's it's exactly the content that I look for yeah. on this sort <laughs> of segment. And you know, it's been below average at times this year. I think we could all agree, yep. but. Feel like it was a strong finish to the regular well season. Well done, Stu, but well done, Grub. Yeah, absolutely. ESA Sport, making every sporting moment epic. Looking for professional coaching, sport apparel, team wear, or promotional marketing items, including memorabilia? Then look no further than ESA Sport. They provide professional coaching for AFL, basketball, cricket, golf, and netball, and are leaders in providing first class coaches tailored to suit your requirements. Whether it's a one-on-one session or for a group, ESA Sport have you covered. They also specialise in arranging sports legend appearances to your workplace or sporting club. Whether it's for a fundraiser or a motivational talk, they have you covered. Thanks to ESA Sports Agency for their ongoing support of the Willerton Dragons. And once again, we thank our subscribers who um, put this aside the price of a coffee a month to um, help out the media program and get a bit of exclusive content. Um, what do we talk about this week, Bex? You went there, Camo, but we um, were joined by Stu. And we, uh, what did we talk about? Yeah, we had a bit of a change of uh, people and the <laughs> in the con in the uh, in that section for this week. Uh, what we spoke about was we got finals coming up, yep. so we spoke about some of our favourite finals memories at the Drags over mm. the years. And uh, here's a little sneak peek. Uh, just a draw to go through so it was a case of uh, we bowled first and then the plan was to bat out the second day um, we I think we bowl we bowled him out late in the first day so we had about 110 runs uh, 110 overs to bat out and our very own fourth grade stalwart Chris Elliott opened the batting mm-hmm. uh, I've got the stats up in front of me we faced 108.5 overs and we were 5 for 238 at the end so we successfully batted out the draw Chris Elliott made 111 not out of 337 balls and wow. batted just 4 minutes shy of 6 hours it was incredible <laughs> four minutes I wonder how the hips held up 356 that minutes That's unbelievable. hitting only 8 boundaries oh, in Jesus. that time and this was so this was Maybe not peak spaff, but pretty close to it. He was making a lot of runs back then. And I just remember being, like, pretty young coming up. Um, we lost a final that day or won a final or something in the third grade. Can't remember. Mm. And we'd come back to Williston and we watched the last sort of half hour, 20 minutes or 45 minutes or so. And we saw spaff get his ton. 
Well, I'm looking forward to listening to that because I definitely pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we might be able to sort you out, Camo. All righty, uh, we have got the big one, Camo. We have some formalities to get out of the way first with the Bremer Bay Resort Becky Campton Medal. So we'll start with our votes for this week. So Cameron, who'd you go for? Uh, I gave my one vote, uh, unfortunately, to Harry Grigson. He he badgered the, me hard about it. The last two wickets shouldn't count. The two wickets shouldn't count, but they do. Um, and he made fifty eight, and it was probably sort of body of work over the last couple of weeks. He's he's probably deserved a vote, so I thought I'd, I'd dish him out one. Um, I gave my two votes to our our big man next to us here. Uh, Stuart Hepburn. Um, Flat to miss out on the three. Third grade and one for. Um, and then I gave my three votes for Stu Smith for scoring like seventy percent of our team's total on the weekend. So <laughs> when you put it that way, I think it's hard to go past. Reason worth it. Uh, for me, Ellis Cassidy one vote for seventy-four. Very good innings, uh, capping off a very good season for Ellis. Uh, two votes for Stuart Smith, obviously. When he makes something like eighty percent of your team's runs, you're doing pretty well. Yeah. And three votes for me for the man she had burned, the man with the legend, unreal. So, which Camo, did you want to run us through some of the leaderboard? Yeah, so we'll have a look at the leaderboard here, and this is the final leaderboard because, um, yeah, they we'll have a look at some of the finals, but obviously, the regular season has been completed, so we will look at the Becky Kempton medal leaderboard. So Liam Hindle, Cameron Becker, Guru Dillon, Matt McGuire, Rag Average, Matt Hanna, Mark Gardner, and Jared Bridge all finish on one vote. Shout out to all my one vote. Yeah, legends. That, that's a serious that's, squad that one. Yeah. How has Guru Dillon ended up <laughs> oh on my one God. vote? <laughs> Do we just expect such like high standards of him? Takes too many twos, fours, and threefers. Yeah, I think with uh, some of the performances that's happened in the ones this year, he's probably slid under the radar a little bit. Oh my god, Ben Whitsky, Lincoln Joy, and Luke Holt on two votes. How's Lincoln on two votes? (laughs) There's, I mean, there's some big names in the rest of this thing, but there's also some uh, fellas that are very stiff to miss out some more votes. Uh, Lockie Sell, Ollie Arkansas, James Andrews and Blake, third, three votes, third on three votes, nice, Sean Bores, Aaron McCall, Chris Elliott, four votes, Darcy Short and Stuart Smith, five <laughs> votes, uh, Caelan Bond, David Vashist, six votes, uh, John Sanders, Bevan Hargrave and Harry Grigson on seven votes, along with Alice Cassidy and Isaac Melantis on 11 votes, rounds out before what we get into the podium. Yeah, well, we've um, got a lot of boys there and I think that's probably sort of how we expected the votes to pan out. Uh, Except we had some fellas have some pretty good seasons. We did. So tied for third place on the Becky Kempton medal leaderboard is Aaron Hardy and Shane Warnes, both on 13 votes. Uh, two outstanding seasons for these boys. Aaron, obviously very good before Perth Scorch's duties kicked in. And Shane, he was second on the aggregate for the first grade yeah. last week. I, I was think say, might have slipped slightly. A tale of two seasons there. Probably first half Aaron's, second half Shane's. Uh, Cameron Bancroft coming in in second on 15 votes. So Was that 5-3 vote games? Is that I, what that was? I doubt one of us gave him three and one of us gave him none. Yeah, that'd be a good effort. But he would have figured highly in the threes. Because we were talking about with Stu, if it was tied, would it be on countback? Because I imagine Cameron would have Stu in threes. Yeah, I think he most of them would have been. But then Stu just, um, Stu just kept accumulating. But streaking clear with 25 votes, I declare the winner of the... <laughs> 2021-22 Becky Kempton medal Stuart Hepburn We need like a sound effect Or something Oh, like oh I've got it I've been waiting all year To use this I might use the first Might I might, might be wrong Press the button Wait. Oh it's not loud enough Hang That's on <laughs> Sounded like rain Oh yes Oh Stuart Oh Stuart Been waiting all year To use this sound effect How does it feel Right, turn up the applause, we get the audio. Crowd's known for their stopping and starting. <laughs> <laughs> um, feels good. Thanks, Liam. 
Um, now, Liam, I realised what you were actually mentioning to me earlier now. Yes, um, we not only have a non-existent medal to present you. Um, not non-existent. We are getting a medal made up for the presentation night. Okay. Well, there we go. Um, Was that um, portraits of us? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like <laughs> our heads just bang. Could we do like a photo like back-to-back, like <laughs> lethal weapon cover or something? <laughs> Two housemates. <laughs> anyway, they don't get along. <laughs> we we have something very special to present. Um, I hit up Lincoln, obviously manager at Marina Bay Resorts now, and they were actually kind enough to donate at a hundred dollar voucher to Stuart for winning the Bremer Bay Becky Kempton medal. And we thank, they were. obviously, um, yeah, take a bit of time here to thank Bremer Bay Resort. Um, yeah, they um, came in on as a sponsor this year um, and were great with supporting us. And um, Mel and Lincoln, we thank you very much. Obviously, you guys are big listeners as well. Um, and yeah, it's an absolute pleasure that we can present this um, voucher to Stuart. I uh, don't know if any of you have been, but uh, not Becker Bay. Bremer Bay is an absolutely unreal part of the world and everyone should go down there. And Stu, uh, as I said, I did realise what Liam was actually getting at. Um, he asked me to print off this voucher and I didn't because I couldn't go to school today. Um, so here you go, mate. That is your <laughs> Bremer Bay Resort. <laughs> Presented digitally. For those uh, listening, he's showing him a, a screenshot of, of the voucher. <laughs> of the voucher. <laughs> um, so we, obviously this is our first attempt doing the medal and um, we sort of assumed it was going to be a little bit close to the leaderboard at the end of the year, Camo. We were sort of hoping for a bit of excitement, but realistically, Stu, you've just had a season that's absolutely blown everyone else away. Yeah, sort of came <laughs> out of nowhere, really. All my previous seasons have been a bit mediocre-ish. No, keep going, keep going. Um, I think I got very lucky earlier in the season when a few games got called off from the rain and I think a... Th- a 40 and a couple of wickets got me six votes, three between <laughs> both of you. So. Well, I think that's where I snagged my one vote for a 20-odd oh, and, and one for... But yeah, just a bit of a breakout season, really. Just didn't have a pre-season, didn't turn up to the, the club's pre-season and then, yeah... Must have been the KFC and the cans of pop. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we'll have a look at the averages and aggregates. These are pretty important. So 19 matches for Stu across um, third grade, second grade and Premier T20 this year, which we'll get to. So 467 runs at a batting average of 33.36 and 41 wickets at an <sighs> average of 12.78. That is an unreal season by anyone's standard. D- does it sound more ridiculous when you're hearing it back like that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think on one of the podcasts earlier, you got a bit annoyed how my straight breaks just kept racking up these <laughs> three, four-wicket games. Obviously, you, you started the season absolutely killing it in threes, which we've, we've seen you uh, do well in in the past. Did you expect or did... Going up to the twos, how satisfying is it to be able to take those performances and do them again in the twos, basically? Oh, yeah. It's very satisfying not to... No, just toot your own horn as much as you want, mate. You've (laughs) just won the Bremer Bay Resort Becky Kempton medal. Well, that was part of the reason why I sort of kept turning down Pete's requests um, (laughs) to play twos because I kept doing well every week in the threes. And, um, yeah, going up to the twos and sort of uh, continuing on with, like, good performances, I didn't really expect to do it, so. Uh, So... The 21st of November, interesting day. So uh, in 2017, Robert Mugabe was ousted as the leader of Zimbabwe. Um, what else happened the 21st of December? Uh, the US President John F. Kennedy was assassinated. But the 21st of November will always be remembered for the Premier T20 fixture between Willerton and Scarborough <laughs> and Stu Hepburn picks up 5 for 19 from his four overs. 
in, in a game that featured some massive names, there was one that stood out above the rest. Stuart, how was your debut in A-grade cricket that day? Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. It was. It felt like I'd sort of wasn't meant to be there. That, like, <laughs> I d- it was a guy that was playing threes all year and now all of a sudden I'm playing in the T20 with the ones. It's like... That's what I was thinking. It's like, what am I doing here? And then um, I think in the earlier podcast, I said, like, Hard's brought me on to bowl. And I don't know, I think it was a bit tentative. It was like, oh, he's into the breeze. This could, this could, be, this could, could go, go wrong very easily. <laughs> and then, yeah, just bang, bang, bang. And at the end of the game, I've picked up five. And yeah. <laughs> five of the very best. Uh, probably four of the very best. It was a very contentious help you yeah. uh, do you want to talk to the listeners about that one yeah it was it genuinely wasn't hitting a second <laughs> and they then always I think say better umpires up the grades but well the guy just stood there and I've said to him mate you're plum you gotta go <laughs> <laughs> and then looking back I was the only one appealed and then yeah it's pretty bloody high isn't it <laughs> his, mate, his mate um tagged tagged him in uh Tagged him in the, our post on socials. And, uh, it was so funny. <laughs> uh, um, right, so other than the barnstorming debut in A-grade cricket, what uh, what was your favourite moment of the year? It's I say so far because you never know what could happen in these few weeks coming up, but what's your favourite moment so far? Well, it definitely has to be Saturday's um, game scoring 120. That's obviously first 100 for Willerton and... I've always considered myself more of a batsman than a bowler, and to finally make make my first hundred that that was pretty that was pretty special. But I think other than that, I think the fifer I took against Melville in my first game of twos this year that was probably the that was the best moment I think because I I bowled something like twenty five overs and it's it sort of like that was a hard earned sort of reward, followed by the. Bucket of KFC from Pete Hardy after. Now, I did want to ask that. Did uh, So, Pete and you had a bit of a bet earlier on in the year that if you took a Pfeiffer, oh, I don't think making 100 was mentioned, or maybe if it was, it was like, oh, make 100. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he'd buy you KFC. Did Pete follow through on that on Sunday or Saturday? No, because I think the second bet was I had to also take a Pfeiffer with the 100. Oh, jeez. To be fair, Pete did, of course, buy Stu KFC at Melbourne. When Which he took that led to the best photo of all oh, time unreal. of a very proud-looking Stuart Hepburn <laughs> with his bucket of chicken. So, Stuart, what does Colonel Sanders and his support mean to you? Um, 15 extra kilos on my waistline. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I did reward myself with a Zinger box on Sunday following my 100. So, If you had to choose... Um, one test match for Australia, so um, Graham Manu style called up last minute. That did happen. It did. Um, or free KFC for life, what would you go with? Who he's actually thinking about? He's like, I don't know. KFC. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Stu, obviously the season coming to an end in the two grades, you played in the threes and the twos, obviously not featuring in the finals. So, what's the winter look like? Uh, a bit more KFC or a bit of reflection on the year and how do we go next year? Um I might have to hold back on the KFC. <laughs> Easter's coming up, so I've got to fit in the the chockies. <laughs> but no, I, I need to. I think do a, a proper a preseason starting very soon and try lose a few extra kilos because this time of the year my body's always really sore. Finishing off a cricket season, my knees don't really hold up too much longer. <laughs> 
who knows what a fit Stu could do next year. Um, Stu, we are bringing back something today that we, we did last year with most of our guests, but we haven't really gone through it. Um, it says here that you've got a six-a-side team prepared for us. Uh, what Would you like to walk us through who you would pick in your side? Um, I'd sort of half pair one <laughs> so no um surprise to limo uh i'll probably pick locky sell with the ball <laughs> yeah. that guy he's a serious bowler yeah but i don't know what happens sometimes when he gets to a game it's like he forgets how to bowl <laughs> early doors in the year he had a bit of the yip so he's really found it in the second half well, of the that's year. What, we're playing threes together at the start and he was bowling balls off the pitch backwards <laughs> and then yeah he's the best net bowler we've got down here it's a big call. We got some good ones, yeah. Um, doesn't help when he bowls two feet over the line either. <laughs> uh, second pick, Josh Kuzer. Nah. No surprise. Shocking pick. What, to play right back for that Dinell White? <laughs> <or something? laughs> yeah. Need a centre forward. <laughs> yeah. Picking a footstool side. I hope this isn't batting order. Mate, Surly's averaging 35. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Kuzer in. Am I just picking five? We'll give you five. So five, uh, five and you. Batter or rounder, wicketkeeper. You can pick yourself as the all rounder. So yeah. batter, wicketkeeper. I'm giving Shams gloves. Oh, oh wow, controversial. He hasn't had a good season, <laughs> and <laughs> I feel he'll go well in my six aside team. Yep, good. And, and a batter, yeah. so round it all. Who's off. your top order batsman? Horny Shawnee. <laughs> Sean Bors. <laughs> the recent A-grade debutant. Sean Bors. Even when he got a spray from Joel Paris after he got out, I think he still turned around and said, oh, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> the most polite man yes. in Wacker cricket. Oh, brilliant. Um, all right, Stu. Well, look, uh, you've got a real, real deep look into the behind the scenes of the Dragons Lair tonight. Thank you very much for joining us in studio um, we could speak for hours about your season this year, but I think the the winning of the Becker Kempton medal is quite comfortably the most prestigious thing that's ever happened to this club. Um, so congratulations to you on winning the first. The You'll always be the first. You'll always be the first. Thank you. Um, hopefully first of many. Um, and, yeah, well done on your season. Thanks, boys. And just to add on as well, I th- Bondi and Warnsey touched on it the last couple of episodes, but... Just a shout out to all you guys here because it actually is surprising how much work is done behind the <laughs> scenes. <laughs> like oh, this thanks, run mate. sheet looks like it's five pages long. So uh, it's probably a bit longer. Um, yeah. <laughs> look, in all seriousness, you one of the great men. Thank uh, you. We obviously have all sorts of jokes and stuff, but no one's. We're all super stoked for you, mate. Unreal. Cheers, come on. Cheers, boys. Wonderful. All right, there he goes, Stuart Hepburn, our three-time Siwo Connor Village Pub senior. They're going to have to name a bloody room after you out there, Stuart. <laughs> we, we just call him Charles out in the field now because yeah. he's practically Charles Yelverton O'Connor. <laughs> Maybe it should be the Stuart Hepburn beer garden out there. Um, and obviously in winner of the inaugural Becker Kempton medal. Um, right, Camo, I think we should pretty much wrap it up there for the evening. Uh, it's, it's been a late one. It's probably gone for hours. Uh, how was an episode of the Retros and Dragons Lair podcast? But obviously finals coming up this week, so good luck to our 1s, 4s, 17s, 15s and 13s. And once again, we thank uh, Burn Bay Resort for supporting us um, over the season. Um, got a couple of episodes left, but yeah, thank you to all our sponsors. Again, thanks for Luca Bowden for coming on the pod, our second um, junior uh, Did a interviewee. fantastic job as well, Fantastic Luca. job. Yeah, very good. Probably um, passes bedtime so as well. Possible elimination games for all our grades this week. Obviously, the ones and the ones might have a second chance. Anyway, um, yeah, want to have a second chance. We don't want next week being our last show. We want to keep going. We will be back next week and hopefully for a couple weeks left yet. Uh, And yeah, thank you very much for joining us. We'll catch you all next week. See you Wednesday.